Hey everyone, welcome to a special LA Unified Strike edition of Pod Class. My name is Jason West. You can find me on social media at Teach Me Mr. West on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also reach me through email at podclasspod. That's podclasspod at gmail.com. So yeah, here we are. We are in full strike mode. Fortunately, I am not one of the teachers who is on strike, but in solidarity with all the teachers who are striking for what they feel is best for students, I will be putting my show on a bit of a hold. I'll be going on strike, if you will, until the strike is over. So there will be no fun little mini pods. There will be no special, very special guests with games at the end until the strike ends. While we wait for that to happen, I will be bringing on various teachers from LA Unified to tell us exactly what is going on and why they are striking from their perspective. What are they experiencing both on the front lines, on the picket lines, and also what they were experiencing in the classroom before they decided to strike. We also are going to talk about what they plan to do if the strike goes on for an extended period of time, which hopefully it won't, and what exactly will end this strike if they had their druthers. So having said that, my very first special strike edition guest is named Amanda Tooley. She can be found on Instagram at Growing with Mrs. T. She's also currently taking over the Instagram account at Teach and Transform. And she's going to talk a bit about why she's taking over that account later in the interview. And I will also tell you at the end of the show how you can uh, help her and other teachers, how you can show your solidarity for them through those two Instagram accounts. So having said that, let's get the show started. And again, there will be no fake commercial breaks because... The show is on strike. Okay, so it is a rainy, rainy day here in Southern California, and with me is LA Unified School District teacher, Amanda Tooley. How you doing, Amanda? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? You staying, you staying dry? Barely, but try, But now I am. Now that I'm indoors, I'm staying dry. <laughs> yeah, right? So we are two days into the strike, and you know, you, you look at UTLA, the the union representing the teachers in Los Angeles Unified School District, and according to their website, and you know I'm condensing their statement for the sake of brevity, uh, they say that they are demanding that LAUSD immediately use the 1.9 billion dollars in unrestricted reserves for smaller class sizes, for more nurses, counselors, and librarians, and to fully fund LAUSD schools. They want to commit more support for special education, early education, bilingual education, and adult education. They want to end the toxic overtesting of our students, empower parent and educator voices at the school site with stronger local school leadership councils, and address the charter industry drain that siphons more than $600 million from our schools every year. So we know what the union wants. What exactly are you striking for? Um, really, uh, 
a lot of what uh, the union the union is as well. But um, I will say the teachers emphasize a lot more on the student end more than the money end. Um, we've been in a district where, uh, and I've been part of the district for two years, so I'm new to coming into this, but teachers who have been part of LAUSD for a longer period of time can attest to this, that there has been a constant, I guess you could say, siphoning of money, like just less money going into our schools to help our students and uh, really focusing on curriculum that will help our students and resources that will help our students. So for me as a teacher, I really focus on my strike is about my students because what we will achieve by gaining access to this money will um, help all students in LAUSD, not just the teachers. Um, I saw actually a great protest sign that says the working conditions of the students are the working conditions of the teachers and vice versa, basically. Mm -hmm. So that's a great kind of way to look at it is that um, what we are asking for will help the students as well as the teachers. Um, to break it down, though, like things that we are striking for as teachers and as UTLA is we are asking for smaller class sizes. Many of our classrooms are overcrowded. Um, and even some classrooms don't have the necessary chairs, desks to accommodate all the students in that classroom. Uh, K through three uh, classrooms have been known to be well beyond the 24 limit in California. And uh, fourth grade and up classrooms have gone well beyond the 32 limit in California. Some classrooms have even held up to 40 kids, which really... Um, causes uh, the learning to just slowly drop because we're not able to teach one-on-one uh, -on -one with students as much as we'd like. We're not able to do small group activities or um, differentiate the learning as much as we'd like because we're trying to manage 30-plus uh, students in a classroom. Another big one that we're striking for is nurses in every single school. Uh, currently at my school and at most schools in the district, we get a nurse per one day per week. So as you can imagine, that's... And we all know that elementary, middle school, and high school students only get sick once a week. So that, that works out perfectly. Yeah, exactly. You know, just one day, and it's only that day, and that's it. Like, it's a scheduled day, too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, just send them over, give them a Band-Aid only on that day when they get a cut. That's the only day they yeah, can mom, get a cut. I think, <laughs> mom, I think I have a cold. Are you sure? Maybe. Well, what day is it? It's Thursday. No, I don't have a cold, I guess. I guess I'm fine. Just totally fine. Yeah. It's yeah. I thought it was Wednesday because then I would have had a cold. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, it's like literally what well, it's the, it's a running joke at my school actually. Like, oh, we can fix that with an ice pack because we'll send them to the office. And of course there's no nurse. So the only <laughs> way they know how to fix it is give them an ice pack. So that's like, like that. we can fix that with an ice pack. Oh, you, you tripped over a kid. Let's fix that with an ice pack. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like that old Monty Python bit where it's like it's just a flesh wound yes, and his exactly. whole leg has been dropped off oh my gosh it's exactly like that yeah so so big one we're striking for is nurses through the whole week because we need that <laughs> um no. and then uh, uh librarians as well we get our librarian every other week and and then we only get scheduled times of course in the library to accommodate all the classes in that one week and i know some schools have it even worse than that uh, so we are really asking for librarians, a librarian at every single school, because literacy should be open to everyone and open all day. Uh, and that should, it should, it's an access point 
for students and that access point should constantly be available to them. So what's really interesting is that, you know, we just had recently uh, in this country another major teacher strike, but that was over teacher wages. This Mm -hmm. one feels really different because it seems like it's so much more about resources for students mm-hmm. yes, rather than pay increases. Yes. And, and while we are asking for a pay increase, we actually rejected the pay increase when it was put on the table because they gave us a pay increase, but nothing else. They said it's either the pay increase or the thing, or basically nothing at all. Actually, they really didn't give us an option. And uh, our union said, no, we need all these other things to improve the working conditions for this for the teachers and the students. So it really is coming down to a fight for the students more so than wages for the teachers. Do you think that if the district came back and said, we'll give you all the resources, but there's no pay raise? Do I, you think- I think a lot of teachers would actually be happy with that. I don't, or I should say accepting of that and willing mm. to fight later on for a pay raise. Um, I, I don't want to speak for all teachers, but I know sure. with some of the teachers I have spoken with, they're very adamant that their life, like their job would be less stressful. There would be uh, less concern. There would just, there, everything would just be smoother if we had what we are asking for, because we're also asking for to, a stop to the privatization of LAUSD which is causing a stress on our public school system in general um, and, and less testing. And those two things alone add a lot of stress to a teacher's plate, um, especially the testing. Uh, so just getting rid of those things will definitely make our job a little bit smoother as it is an already stressful job. Just having um, that understanding of our job and, getting rid of the testing and or not completely. I know a lot of people are for that. I have a lot to say about that, but I won't right now, but um, the just lowering how much testing we're doing in our district, accommodating um, uh, the testing to the kids rather than to a curriculum. Uh, and then we're also asking for more resource teachers, aides in the classrooms, counselors at every school, therapists at every school, all these things will just make our job easier as teachers. Because as of right now, we're having to be a counselor, we're having to be a resource teacher, we're having to be a therapist or whatnot. um, Because we don't have enough at our school sites, or the ones that we do have are split between, you know, two to five different sites, and their caseloads are just overflowing. So you say you've been in the this union for two years in this district? Yes. How many years have you been teaching? Uh, this is my fifth year of teaching. So you you got into this pretty into this district pretty early in your career. Yeah, yeah. Did you feel that you were prepared to work in a district like this when you got in, or did you get in and find that you were sort of overwhelmed because, as you were saying, suddenly you were the school psychologist, suddenly you were the nurse, suddenly you were you were more than just well. What, what do you teach? Uh, I teach fifth grade. Uh, general ed, I'm te- uh, we teach all of the subjects in the class. I know some sites, they use split in fifth grade, like yeah. who's teaching what. Um, at my site, I teach all of the, th- all the subjects. Um, it was definitely half and half. I felt prepared to teach the curriculum. I felt prepared um, in terms of uh, setting a safe space for my students, uh, creating a classroom culture 
where we could learn and grow together as a community. I was not prepared at the limitations and resources that uh, the school had and not be, and it isn't because of my school site. It's more because of LAUSD withholding those resources that I was not prepared for. LAUSD has <laughs> had a long, uh, pretty, LAUSD has had a pretty long history of dysfunction. It's pretty storied. You can just look up LAUSD dysfunction and you will find newspaper and magazine articles that go way, way back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some people say it has to do with the sheer size of the district. I mean, it covers what over like a thousand schools, something like seven hundred thousand students, yep. and over seven hundred square miles of Southern California. Yes. Do you think the problem with LAUSD is that it's too big, or are there other issues that people aren't aware of? I think definitely the biggest issue is it's too big. It's um, uh, how LAUSD functions um, is actually it's it's the the giant one that's the umbrella is LAUSD. And then we're separated into six, uh, you could call them sub-districts, I guess you could say. Uh, So I'm in what's considered West District LA. Uh, So that is how they divide it up to make it a little bit more manageable. But It's like the Harry Potter sorting hat? Yeah, it's basically like that. So depending on where you work. Which sub-district is Hufflepuff? Let's be real. I know. I don't know, honestly, but but we could. You definitely know which one's Slytherin. You definitely know which one's Slytherin. (laughs) We could probably take some guesses. I don't want to put them under the bus though. Slytherin, that's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But yours is Gryffindor. Is that what you're saying? Um, Yeah. You know, just because I'm there, I want to say we're Gryffindor. You know, we got to have a Harry Potter in in our group, in our midst somewhere here. Somewhere in there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, like that's, uh, that's like really, how it functions. So it's, I mean, for me, I know I'm not in the financial department of LAUSD or anything like that. I'm not in the human resources, but it definitely feels that because it's so, so big that things can easily be mishandled or put in the wrong place or miscommunication can happen. So there is kind of that side to it because you do have to look at it in a way as a business, because it is functioning in, as a business in a lot of ways. Uh, so there is that part of it. And then, and then just because of the goals of LAUSD, they're not um, conducive for public schools. I mentioned the privatization. Um, Austin Butner, who's the current superintendent, has not straight out said, but he ha- we have seen his plans and he has met with the charter schools a lot and, um, and really just kind of focusing on privatizing LAUSD. And there's a lot of great things about charter schools. And the, the problem that UTLA has right now is that instead of charter schools and public schools working side by side, LAUSD is really trying to separate them and saying, charter schools are the way to go. Charter schools are the best. And and then withholding the resources from our public schools. According to the LA Times, LAUSD lost $15 million on day one of the strike. We just finished day two of the strike. We'll figure out sometime uh, Wednesday morning how much it cost them over two days. If this fight goes on long enough, teachers will also see their bank accounts dwindle. Do you think that ultimately the loss of money will decide who wins this fight? 
And do teachers have enough stamina to stay in this fight? I, I do believe the loss of money will definitely determine this fight. Uh, there's only so much I believe the district can handle in losing money uh, before they're called out or the state steps in. Um, as for the teachers, I know we were prepared for the strike a couple months ago. So I know teachers actually started putting money into savings uh, in preparation for this strike. There's also um, some few, some uh, loans going around that are very uh teacher-friendly, I guess you could say, they don't have a high interest, that are there for us to be ready to pull out if need be. Uh, most teachers I've talked to, um, they're, they're ready to stick in for it for the long haul. They're not wanting to cross the line. They want to make sure that th this fight is the fight that, that basically wins and gets us to the, to the next step of making uh, public education public again and making sure that... Um, LAUSD continues to improve its policies with its students and its teachers. And you're doing something interesting online as well to sort of help bolster teachers in terms of their, their own personal bank accounts. You want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I've actually teamed up with uh, Liz Kleinrock uh, over at Teach and Transform, and she and I are working together to post about what's happening on the strike on each day. And along with that, I'm connecting with uh, LAUSD teachers who are on strike and getting their information for Venmo or their emails and posting that uh, with their permission, of course, on to uh, Liz's and my uh, Instagram stories. So people who would like to support us financially, um, whether that be just sending money so we could all get coffee or sending money for snacks um, or just sending money for gas or just you know, sending money and solidarity and support, uh, that is a way for you to support us financially is through these teachers' Venmos because there are 30,000 teachers in the district and 85% um, uh, of us right now are on strike. So 85% of us right now are uh, don't have any pay coming in and are trying to make it through the strike and also don't have a place to put our lunch in the fridge. So we do have to buy our lunch every day or try to figure out ways around to get it. Um, the communities have been fantastic. There have been donations like today at Panera Bread. They actually just gave us uh, two things of bagels because they were like, we're, we're for you. We're, we really are um, excited for what you're doing. So there's community support, but any support you can offer beyond that will be very, very helpful. And all the teachers are extremely grateful for that. You said there were 30,000 people right now who are not at work. They're out there on the picket line striking. What's it like out there to see all those people? It's it's super energizing, really. It's it's one thing to like be in your room at your classroom and, and say, I believe this. It's, it's a completely different experience to get out there and realize there are 30,000 other people who believe this as much as you do and are willing to risk their job, their pay, their livelihood to make this thing happen. Uh, so it's just, it's a really powerful image. It's a really powerful moment in, in LA history. Uh, and it's, it's just really incredible to be a part of it and to know that 
this many people are as passionate. And it's not just the teachers either. It's the parents are really starting to show up. Uh, students are starting to show up. Today, I had a couple students come out and they did the picket line with us in front of our school. So there's a lot of just amazing community moments happening within this strike that unfortunately, I do feel like the news doesn't always capture um, because they only want to show like, you know, it's them against them rather than, oh, no, it's the community actually coming together and standing up and saying this needs to change and it should have changed a while ago. We are asking for something better and we want something better and we need it now. When reports come out from the district offices that, oh, there are only about 3,500 people out there on strike, what does that say to you as someone who is out there with your people fighting for what you believe is right for the students? I... One, I'm like, go check your facts. Like, I teach this to my students. You should know. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, two, it, it definitely, it, it is a little disheartening. It definitely tells me that, uh, one, uh, there's not a lot of care put into seeing what we're doing and why we are doing it. It's still this us versus them mentality. So, it, it's really kind of a fight right now to get past this us versus them so we can find that middle ground so that we can come to not necessarily a compromise. I don't believe we should compromise on anything that we are asking for, but I do believe we need to find a middle ground so we really can start these no negotiations up and talking again. And I don't know if we can do that yet because we still have this superintendent, we still have this um, LAUSD, you know, looking down and saying these these facts, even in, when everyone else is saying something differently. What did you tell your students before they went home last week? Oh, man, it was definitely emotional. I, I built up to it, though, um, starting on the Monday we got back. So they were prepared for the possibility of a strike. Our strike was actually supposed to happen on Thursday, but UTL, UTLA uh, moved it to Monday because they wanted to give parents and the communities a little bit more time to prepare for it, knowing full well we would most likely go on strike. Um, and plus there was like an agreement that said you had to give 10 days. So they said, fine, we'll give 11. Yeah. Yes, there was. And, and the court actually ruled in our favor on Thursday saying, oh, yeah, you could actually strike today if you want to. Um, it was really just a last play by um, Butner to try to get us to stop the strike and, pro and prolong the negotiations. Um, but UTLA kind of beat him to it, I guess you could say, by just saying, you know, we'll just do Monday. It's fine. We know we're going to strike anyway. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, but I actually prepared my students. We, we talked about other strikes that had happened in the past. Um, we talked about the sanitation workers strike. Um, we talked about the um, strike with uh, Chavez. Uh, we talked about why people strike. Uh, we also talked about how groups of people can change something versus one person. And we actually moved that conversation into talking about being an ally, uh, which goes beyond just the strike. We, we talked about being an ally in our everyday life and things like that as well. But um, we 
we also talked about what it means to be an ally. And I talked to them about why I was going on the strike. And we had um, a couple community discussions actually about it where I just let them ask me any questions that they had. I explained things as best I could to them. Um, and I found resources for them as well so they could you know, really understand what, why the teachers were doing what they were doing and also look back at history and see how other people had done strikes and why they did what they did. So we looked at, um, uh, we started looking uh, again, because we'd already looked at Martin Luther King, but we looked again at Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement. Uh, we looked at uh, Dolor Dolores Huerta and how she was a part of those movements and, and the strike that happened with Chavez. Uh, we also... Uh, compared it to uh, strikes and things that had happened in current news um, and things that were still happening, like Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ rights, and things like that. So we really, I really tried to connect as much as what of what we had been learning in the past to what was happening now, so they could really see the connections, and also gave them uh, time and space so that way they would feel safe and they would feel they had a voice and a chance to ask me any questions they had. Uh, I also set them up with, <laughs> I also made sure that they had learning to do because uh, in my classroom, and they were very adamant about it too, is that we learn all the time and we don't waste any time. Uh, so I made sure to set them up for success while we were on the strike and I gave them some learning tools they could do, if, whether they stayed at home um, in solidarity or their parents uh, dropped them off at school, either one. So just really tried to make it as smooth as possible for them so that way they would feel safe and uh, wouldn't be afraid of the strike. How long do you think the strike will go? Um, it's, it's honestly hard to say. I, they haven't, um, LAUSD really hasn't said anything that I'm aware of yet. I know UTLA is about to go back into negotiations with them on, I believe, tomorrow. I need to double check on that, but I believe they said Wednesday they'll be going back into negotiations. So I, I would hope that it ends by Friday, but it could last much longer. I know the one in 1989 lasted um, for nine days, and I know other strikes across the country have lasted, I believe, up to 10 days. So it's really just, okay, let's see what happens. <laughs> well, listen, uh, stay dry out there. Keep fighting the good fight and uh, you know, doing what you think is right for kids. We are uh, here for you. And I thank you for coming on the show and sharing all of this information because I don't think it's really getting out there. It's just kind of a, a byline. Oh, teachers are on strike. First time in 30 years. That's kind of really it. Yeah. So I appreciate uh, you using this opportunity as a platform to share uh, your voice and what you find is happening out there. Definitely want to have you on the show after the strike just yeah. to talk about teaching so we don't have to talk about all this uh, drama. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd love to talk about teaching. I think that's been like the most disappointing thing right now is not being in the classroom. I see everyone else like doing their teaching thing and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me on and giving me the opportunity to share all this. Okay. That is the end of our very first and hopefully last 
very special strike edition of PodQuest, I want to thank my guest, Amanda Tooley, who can, again, be found at Growing with Mrs. T on Instagram. And again, she's taking over the account at Teach and Transform on Instagram. If you're looking to donate to various teachers' Venmo accounts to show your solidarity, please feel free to check her out there, give her a follow. And again, if anybody knows any LA Unified teachers who wants to have their voice on this show, please send them my way. If you have any specific questions for the LA Unified teachers who will be coming on the show in the coming days, and hopefully not, but potentially weeks, please send them my way. I can be reached at at TeachMeMrWest on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also hit me up through my email at podclasspod, that's podclasspod at gmail.com. Okay, that is our show for today. Again, hopefully the strike doesn't last too long. Hopefully it ends by the time this episode airs, but if it does not, I will continue to bring you special LA Unified School District teachers to talk about what they are experiencing, and hopefully it will end sooner than later. Until next time. Podcast dismissed.